Welcome back to Trauma, Drama, and Life. I'm your host, Ben Taylor. And I'm your host, Kayla Taylor. So we're excited to be back. Uh, if you have any specific questions that you want answered, please send them in to benrealmotivations.com. I'd love to be able to interact with you there. Uh, the topic that we're going to be talking about today is this idea, I titled it as like, in sickness and in health, okay? Mm -hmm. And we were like debating as we were starting, I was like, what does that actually mean? Like, do, are we talking about the health of the relationship or mental health or like when you're sick, Physically when I'm sick, sick. right? Yeah. Like all those different things. And so uh, one of the things we actually wanted to bring to the table, I wanted to bring to the table of how narcissists are so amazing when they're sick. Like they're so loving, they're so kind. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. okay. Um, <laughs> if you're watching this, then you know that I just rolled my eyes. <laughs> right, right. So like an aspect about like how sickness actually happens, like what actually is going on when you're in a toxic relationship. Um, I'll, I'll kind of start from like my perspective and then you can give some from your perspective mm -hmm. as far as like what I see uh, a lot of times and what I interact with people is let's say toxic people in general typically go two different routes. Either one, you're just an inconvenience. Like how dare you get sick? I have a life. Like why in the world would you even get sick? Mm -hmm. Do you not understand how I, how important I am? That kind of thing. And then two, like doting and trying to help the other person to then be able to flip it back on the person later, be like, What's your problem? Don't you remember? I helped you when you were sick, like three years ago, like that kind of a thing. Yeah. So like either way, it's typically trying to leverage something to put that person in a place of like power, like a power dynamic, power control, um, or to be able to put a place, person in a place of like, it's all about me. Like, why are you even interacting with me? Why are you even messing with me? So um, I'm sure neither one of those you've seen in our relationship over the years. No, uh, we're full of jokes today, I guess. Um <laughs> But yeah, so your perspective, uh, let's talk about just like physically wise, like sickness in the relationship. Uh, what's that look like over the years with me? Yeah. So I feel like when we were dating, anytime I would be like physically sick, you would obviously just, you'd be, you'd jump at every opportunity to like, that'd be like your love bombing. Cause you'd be like, how can I help? Can I bring you soup mm. or can I like do whatever or, um, anything like that and so and when we got married and like the shift switched and he started acting obviously like his narcissistic side came out full-blown right. um it was more along the lines of like you know why are you sick like <laughs> almost that aspect like he wouldn't actually come out and say that but it was almost like like he was saying, like, how dare you be sick? Like, right. like, didn't you see my schedule? You have to plan it. Right. And like, I, yeah. Right. And so it's just, it's like, mm -hmm. uh, now, like, well, I guess like I need, he would almost be like a, well, I guess I need to help you. Like, would you need anything? Like, mm -hmm. but it wouldn't be in a caring way. It'd be kind of like, I could tell in his tone that he didn't care. And a lot of times I'd just be like, no, it's fine. Um, <clears throat> which was kind of like training you not to ask for help. Cause you're right. like, well, there's no point in asking. But then I could look like the good person. I'm like, well, I offered. Yeah. Know? And there's times now that when I get sick, I don't want to rest because of that mindset. Right. Because I wouldn't rest. I would just keep powering through. I'd still cook and clean and work at the time I worked. And mm -hmm. so it was like just kept going on and on. And I think that um, I think the biggest thing and the biggest challenge was when I was pregnant with our daughter and I had um, hyperemesis. And if you don't know what that is, it just means that you literally can't keep anything down during your pregnancy. Like I was on medicine and everything and I couldn't even keep water down. And so I was basically like, I was physically at that point, physically weak. And he would get frustrated 
because we worked together at the time, he'd get frustrated when I'd be like, I literally cannot get out of bed today. Like I can't come in for my shift. Like, Mm -hmm. and he was like, fine, I'll just like figure out something or I guess I'll just like have to like stop what I'm doing and take your shift. Like it was like that undermining and I like, then I would feel awful. But at the end of the day, like I knew I couldn't get out of bed. Like if I went, I would probably literally pass out in the floor because I just, I couldn't get up. And so at that point, like I, and I just kept trying to push through and push through and like, finally I got better. But I just remember that now, like, because now he actually tells me to rest and I'm like, but like we, I have to do this and that. And he's like, no, like, it's okay. Like the house can wait. Like your house, the yeah. house is out to be immaculate. Like, and so it's I just. did that today, even before the podcast. I was like, <laughs> we can do it tomorrow if you want. Like you can actually rest. And you're like, no, let's do it. You know? Yeah. And so it's just, it's like one of those things that's like in my mind I have to retrain myself and that's something that I'm having to still work on yeah no I mean that makes sense with uh I think I was gonna ask like early on so like dating when I was like loving and doting and like Mm -hmm. helping um did it seem like that kind of like before marriage but like we're just talking about in the dating phase did it seem like it fizzled out like say you were sick for like two weeks you know was I like loving doting for like the first three days or like was I still that way like two weeks later I'm just curious um I don't I don't remember because I don't necessarily remember like a ton of me being, being sick. sick it was just like you'd get like the love bombing and all the right anytime that, that I would get sick you would mm-hmm. just or I would or I would be hesitant for us to spend time together I'd be like I don't really want to get you sick and then you'd be like oh I don't care like it's fine but then, then I mean when I would get sick yeah <laughs> Than when you would get sick. (laughs) When dating, you weren't as bad. But I also don't know if... I mean, I do know that there is, like, such thing as, like, like most men. I could be wrong. Mm -hmm. But from what I've heard, most men typically are weaker when they're sick. But I just think that... It's the man flu, I think that narcissists just go to, like, a whole nother level because then they're, like, blaming you because they got sick. Sometimes you jokingly still... he, He will still jokingly say, oh, well, you got me sick. And I'm like... You're fine. <laughs> right. All right. Just like we're working out today and it's like, oh, this hurts. And she's like, you're fine. Get over it. And I'm like, okay. No sympathy there. Um, but like, I'm like <laughs> lifting the same amount as you. And I'm like, oh, is you're fine. Oh, heavy ones? It's new. Anyways, um, off track. So um, I forget where I was going with that. Um, so yeah. So there's like an aspect of like when I get sick, like dev- you, you said something one time. I don't remember the exact quote. I wish I did, but you said something and you were like, all men become narcissists when they get sick because it's like, it's like the, the cold, the, the man flu of like, yes. they just become like uh wimpy, you know, cheap asses and like, oh, feed me and I'm dying. He's like, that, he's got like a do. stuffy I'm, nose and here I am like, <laughs> yeah, he has like a stuffy nose and I, He's like, I can't get off the couch. I'm dying. And I'm like over here cleaning with like. Right. Right. Um, Just, what was it? Uh, It was a couple weeks ago that I was like teasing you about it actually because you had, um, she had a really bad like ear ache infection. Oh yeah. I had like a massive ear infection, like inner and outer, like it was bad. And it was like, it was like guaranteed, like within like less than a week, like I feel something in my ear and I'm like, oh, oh, you gave me an ear infection. I was like, I cannot give you an ear infection. (laughs) She's like, it doesn't work that way. And I was like, well, it's just, you know, narcissistic mind wanting to kick off to be able to say like, oh, like this is happening. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's like. And again, he was fine. (laughs) No, it was fine. (laughs) Nothing, nothing happened. Uh, A few ear pops and we're back to normal. 
Uh, but yeah, like like a lot of times you have uh, we just generalize, but like men in general, like a lot of times uh, you see at least the trend sometimes out there of like the man flu of like everybody becomes like oh you know, and, and that was definitely me. Like whenever I, I was sick, like I was like the victim, you know, every single time. Like uh, I'm dying, and you'd be like, you know, I'll get over it, you know. <laughs> but there'd be like this aspect of it being dramatic and. Uh, I, I know there's been many times in our relationship that it's been correlated to when you got sick too, mm-hmm. or around the same time, because obviously when you got sick, then the attention went off of me and I was like, wait a second, like I'm the most important, come back here. And like had to like shift the focus as quick as I could to like be back on me. Now, I wasn't always necessarily conscious of like, okay, need to get sick to shift focus, but it was just something that was like innate into like what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis of like, okay, uh, I'm not, I'm not the center of attention anymore. Like what's up with that? Mm-hmm. that kind of thing yeah i remember it was very interesting because it just made me think whenever um we found out that we had the c virus i'm just gonna abbreviate it um just in case it like flags it um anyways when we found out that we had that like our entire family got it and sophia was perfectly fine um mm-hmm. and we well, really got it like months beforehand actually Right. Yeah, but she ended up not, I guess. She just kicked it. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, so we got it all around the same time, and we figured out that Ben got it, and then he passed it on to me and our daughter. Mm-hmm. And he, and the only reason why that we found out we had it is because I lost my taste and smell. And he was still positive, but his positive was, like, very faint. Like, it was, like, going out. Because at the end of it. Yes, because right. he was at the end of it. And I remember that I just got, like, super tired um, that was really my only symptom. I lost my taste and smell and got super tired. And then he automatically was just like, oh, I'm so tired. I can't do anything. And I was just like, dude, like I literally can't keep like myself awake. You have to like take care of Sophia. I'm sorry, but you've got to give me like at least two hours. You're fine. You are like almost over it. Right. But I just remember like it was just like an instant like, oh, I have this thing. I need to like. I was just like, okay, you're 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 okay, you're mm-hmm. okay. If it happens that you get worse again, then okay, but you're on the mend. And right. I think he even took a test like two days later, and it was like it was negative, yeah. yeah. And mine was still blatant positive, so it's like, okay, you have no excuse anymore. <laughs> right. But yeah, no, I mean that's definitely like a trend that we see with toxic people is like the attention got off me, so now I have to get it back on me, however possible. So my issue my sickness is always bigger than your sickness and like the same thought process is like with uh like with a toxic person like their emotional pain their trauma like all this stuff it's always bigger right like like you're going through like something hard and heavy now mine's mine's worse okay like you lost a family member okay like i lost a paperclip that means my pain is worse like that's really like like i know that's like a silly example but that's like the idea of like it has to trump what you and it has to trump what you're going through so the attention gets back on me otherwise it's like wait a second like the focus is on the wrong person it should be on me that's like how skewed up it is i guess yeah to put it that way yeah so uh i guess like that kind of covers one aspect talking through this aspect of like the physical sickness and in that aspect and then moving into like relational like sickness and health because you're like what about that as yeah. well um, so like in talking about that, I guess I should pass that off to you. I should let you take that. Like talking about like the, like relational sickness and what you're in, like what type of relationship you're in, like you can be in a healthy relationship, you can be in a sick relationship. And a lot of times people don't realize 
how the relationship sickens over time. Like mm-hmm. it's not just like, oh, I, I'm, I'm going into this relationship because I noticed that it's toxic, it's abusive, and they're going to hate me within the first three months. Let, let me sign up for that. Like people don't do that. Yeah, exactly. But it's like the slow thing of where you start losing different pieces, mm-hmm. you know? Like, like for instance, like you lose your taste of like, okay, now I don't have taste in people anymore because like they took that away. Like you lose like your sight to be able to see this is abusive. This isn't something I actually want to value. Mm-hmm. You lose your direction, your purpose, your equilibrium of what's actually going on. I don't yeah. know. I just made all that up but I was like trying to like tie it into like the same aspect of like when you get sick it's just a slow progression into mm-hmm. hey we had a healthy quote-unquote relationship and now we don't what happened well like the sickness you know but like the toxic piece right. like slowly slides in and I feel like with that too it's even more worse than being physically sick because you also have <clears throat> like physical sickness that can come along with that if you've been in it for a while and also mm-hmm. like the mental aspect like your men- like your men- your mind is just like it can't even differentiate like um right and wrong or like discern like what is good or bad or anything you just think everything is either bad or you think everything is good and you don't realize that it's toxic or you can kind of see some of the toxic pieces but you're like eh, it's okay you just make excuses up right. and that was like where I was like I was just like I can kind of see like where the toxic pieces were but at the same time I was like well it's okay because you know like we're under a lot of stress or I would just like excuse it or it would be like Mm -hmm. oh he's just working a lot or whatever it may be and I would just I would think that I would always just put something else like to blame for it because I didn't I couldn't see past the blinders of like my skewed perspective that we were in a healthy relationship because we weren't. Mm -hmm. And so I think now that our relationship is in health, like I oftentimes like one, like I just look back and I'm like, how in the world did I even think that that was like, okay. And it's just in one sense, like you have to give yourself grace because you have to realize you are not, in a very good like mental space Mm -hmm. to be able to realize that you are like that your relationship was bad and I think that's like the biggest part of working on yourself to be able to have that perspective shift right no that makes sense what would you say like in that aspect of the relationship getting sick and then the relationship being bad and toxic and you making up those stories about like, well, it's not that bad. It's because I'm mm-hmm. working too hard. I'm tired. I'm sick. You know, all this kind of stuff. Like with those stories that you would create for yourself, what was necessarily my role in like putting those stories on you and what might've been like your role in like, how did you come to that conclusion of like, you know, it's something else than what it actually is. Does that make sense? I think so. Um, I think as far as you putting those things on me, it was more like, you'd be like, well, you're not really like hanging out with my friends a lot or you're not really like doing X, Y, and Z or I have to do X, Y, and Z. I have to get this project done or I have to do this or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just remember being like, okay, yeah, I mean, like I know your end goal and all of this. Um, so just like the blame piece. In yeah. Reasons. And so like, it would just be. We're not connected because you're not hanging out with my friends. Right. Like, I'm busy, but like you didn't do X, Y, and Z. Right. Okay. So you would always just like guilt trip me if I didn't want to do something with like your friends or whatever. Right. Okay. 
No, that makes sense. I was just kind of curious, like how that affected and how that like looked in those mm-hmm. regards of yeah. you know it's easy to be in the relationship and start to make up excuses and ideas and thoughts and we normally term those as like stories or ideas it's how we process it's how we coach to try to be able to help people like understand them but oftentimes those stories that we place upon ourselves mm-hmm. end up holding us captive mm-hmm. to that certain mantra idea thought process of like okay this is where i am this is what i'm doing this is what i'm experiencing when reality yeah. like it's not like it's a completely different reality. We're just viewing it in a skewed version. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then I guess the last one would be like mental, but I guess that kind of just ties into kind of ties in, but I mean, it, it, it ties in with also the aspect of like mental health was affected. Like from my perspective, it was affected by the lying, the gaslighting, the cheating, the mm-hmm. emotional manipulation, like all those pieces. And so the, healthy part the health pill with that you know is really getting plugged into good quality therapy and like yeah. working through that like on your own you know like reading books like focusing on like you focusing on self-care focus on therapy but then mm-hmm. also focusing on like how are you actually applying and changing your thought process and like back then obviously you didn't have like the tools that we have now of like rewiring your mind or like the story or right. like understanding what's real versus what's false it was just kind of like figuring it out versus like what we try to help people now is like, hey, go through this process, like understand yeah. what's the actual truth of the situation. But yeah, I would say like therapy is a huge piece that we don't yeah. talk about. Yeah. And I like I agree with that. And I think now like in health, we definitely do all of those things like phys- like when we're physically sick or if our relationship is not well, which mm-hmm. it's never it's not I shouldn't say sick, but obviously you're going to like have disagreements and right. things like that. So when there's a rift in your relationship or when like mentally somebody is like, you know, having like a ton of stuff going on, then I think that we do like a lot better. Mm-hmm. And he especially does a lot better of being there for me. Right. Um, with especially just like the last few months we've, I've battled like a lot of things mentally. And so mm-hmm. it's, he's been there. And trying to not help me, help me to not be so pessimistic. <laughs> right. And I mean, it's just been it. a lot of stuff like going yeah. through that we haven't really talked about even on the podcast. Can, but like, yeah, I mean, we can talk about that sometime in yeah. the next. Just weeks, life but. and thing that's happened, and just like perspective. And uh, I think it's. I mean, for me personally, like one of the things I think is cool just in talking about sickness and health is. Like you kind of mentioned, like with being sick, with struggling with, you know, relationship and all those things, like it's really cool to interact and see now that, you know, you're able to take those times and take those moments and not feel the pressure from me or, yeah. um, or sometimes you feel the pressure, but it's not from me. It's from like the past. And then right. I'm like, so oh, I'm it's still okay. having to, yeah. It's like that still, process. Yeah. Cause it's still like a process when you then, when you're just used to something for like a certain amount of time and and all of that, then it's just hard to rewire things. And this, and sometimes like you can work to rewire as much as you can, which we have, but then Mm -hmm. when things come up, like when we, when I am sick or when something that is really hard for me to like handle or something like that is, has come up, then it's like, okay, like Mm -hmm. it's in those moments, that's when I have to start working on rewiring and just, being extra communicating of like, okay, like this is how I feel right now. Like I know I probably shouldn't feel that way. And I know that you probably want me to rest, but I feel like I shouldn't rest. And I feel like I need to get X, Y, and Z done. And he's like, just take a breath. Like he's like, it's okay. So, I mean, that's definitely like something that we've 
that he has grown in and I am still working on being able to mm. work through that and being okay with the idea of rest. Yeah. No, absolutely. So uh, I guess I'll finish with like the disclaimers because people look at our relationship and be like, wait, what about my narcissist? Maybe they can do that. So uh, really quick, if you're with a toxic person, a narcissist, and one, you're not sure what to do, reach out for help. We'd love to be able to help you work through that. Then number two, if you're looking at us and being like, wait a second, he's a narcissist, he's changed, maybe mine can change. If you're not seeing honesty, vulnerability, and consistent change, then you need to leave. So we're pretty clear about that in multiple podcasts, mm -hmm. but I wanted to kind of throw that in here just to make sure yeah, people I think know. we've had a couple of our first podcasts. First we talked about our relationship. We, we So go back and listen to those because right. we give a lot of disclaimers. Right. So just wanted to throw that out there real quick. Um, if there's a specific topic or idea or thought that you want to be able to hear us talk about or a question that you have uh, dealing with both of us, uh, would love to be able to interact with you. Just email at ben at rawmotivations.com. Uh, we'll bring it up, dive mm -hmm. into it on the podcast. But otherwise, uh, until next time, thank you guys. Thanks.